describes acts of extreme violence in graphic detail and may include discussions about demonology and the occult, topics that caused widespread panic during the 1980s. This content may not be suitable for children under the age of 50. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. now for Random Encounter. Let's do it. This is the segment of the show, the world famous, infamous segment of the show, where we randomly roll a monster, we discuss it, and then we have it battle to the death, asterisk, unless one party flees, uh, and uh, then they fight the other winner next week. And where are we at in the... So my notes are not as good as I was hoping. So the harpy won. The Hellcat flees from harpy, then gets attacked by Phase Spider. Poison, no divine intervention. So I don't know why the Hellcat, I know he fled. I don't know why it got attacked by a Phase Spider, but apparently it did. And then Poison, no divine intervention. So I remember the Phase Spider, though. Right, but I think it attacked the Hellcat. So the harpy is still the champ. Was he trying to eat something? He's hungry or something. Right. Yes. So the harpy is still the champion, from my notes. Now, Got it. All right. If anyone else has a different version, I was going to go online and watch it. I just can't watch myself anymore. But if they don't throw the flag now for the replay, right. we this move on. We're moving on. And we're not replaying. You can, you can just tell us whatever it is, and we'll believe you. That's right. We don't need video evidence. We don't need evidence. Okay. We assume your eyewitness testimony is sufficient. Now we are rolling dice from... Oh, yeah. The angry monk is out there, he right? Yes, he is. Okay. So, so Angry Monk, you need to know that when I when we were at GrogCon, Jeff from Tampa, yeah, right? Jeff, Jeff from Tampa, our friend from Tampa, he he keeps asking me. He's asked me more than once, where can I get dice, Angry Monk dice? He loves these because I love I love these dice. I use these dice when I DM now. Yes, because then it takes the pressure off of me. Right. So they're like, well, can I do this? And if I'm just like, no, they're like, you suck. I'm like, let the dice decide. Right. And then no one is upset because they're trying to get angry at dice. Well, you can. But he loved it. He's like, where do you get these dice? And I say, look, you know, we love these dice. You know that. Yes. But, I mean, let's, let's face it. My sense is, where's the camera? My sense is that the angry monk got a Sharpie. Right. And wrote these on dice. Correct. But, I don't think he had them custom ordered. Right. So I think... My point of this is, I think that they can be made. They yes. need not be purchased like this. But if I, if he wants to sell them, it sounds like there's a market. I think yes. So that's it, uh, Angry Monkey. If you want to start a, probably a more profitable thing than any of us have done, without question. And and plus, because they're coming from the Great White North, I'm sure there's excise fees and and you know mm-hmm. uh, various well. EU trade 
alignment things that they have to do. So you could and probably charge $100 for them and make a ton of money. It's going to be service charge. Right. It's like an airline ticket. <laughs> At the end of it all. That's right. Nice, $1. Yeah, you go to checkout, it's like $27. $27, bucks. exactly. <laughs> all right. So we're going to roll the Angry Monk dice to see if we are rolling from the Fiend Folio or the or Monster, Monster Manual. Correct. The Monster Manual? Oh, our favorite. Ooh. Okay. All right. So Harpy versus We Don't Know Yet. A harpy's kind of chicken-like or turkey-like. Yeah, you think? Uh, of the bird, it's, it's avian-ish. It is avian. Okay, so now, sir, I need you to roll a d10 to find out where our Thanksgiving random encounter will take place. D10, please. Four. Obviously, since it's a Thanksgiving special, we're in a dungeon. That's good. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Nothing says dungeon. Nothing says Thanksgiving like dungeon. I need you to roll a 10. This is the level. This is a monster level. One. Oh, okay. Oh. Well, you know, it's going to be a classic, probably. Now we're at the D8 and the D12. shenanigans. 16. That's going to be rare. Skeleton. Skeleton. I don't think we've had a skeleton. We've never had a skeleton. It's, yeah. It's the Orcus influence. Okay. Well, the skeleton, you know, if um, skeleton is probably one of the, you know, if you're going to have to fight uh, a harpy. That's one of the better ones to get. Okay. I am on page 87 of the Monster Man. Classic one. It is a classic. What, James, what do you think the frequency is? Oh, I'm not going to look. I'm going to say uncommon. Rare. Oh. That's not bad. That's better. Right? Number appearing. 2 to 12. 3 to 30. Wow. That is kind of interesting. I never really thought about that. So that means that if you, because they're being, they're obviously they've been animated by, right. by a cleric, right? Of at least fifth level. Can magic users animate at any point? Or yes. No? Okay. It's a much higher level spell. Got it. So obviously you're animating, a, I mean, it makes sense. Why wouldn't you animate a lot? Yeah. I mean, it's, and especially if you do it, if you're fifth level, that would take six days to get 30 of them. Yeah. Because you'd memorize and go back and forth. And, and you're still not praying to your direct deity. You're going to an intermediary at that point, third level. And you're like, Right. You're not going to Orcus. Right. You're going to the intermediary. What's she doing? I'm populating my secret chamber. How many skeletons? Probably 30. Okay. And I, well, and I guess I'll, well, Orcus, of course, is not a deity. So I guess if I can't, can well, he can't, considered... can't spells? Uh, he can. He can. Later they qualify that. I think it's in the de- deities and demigods that they're equivalent to. Okay. Lesser gods. Okay. Because Loth, as you know, is in the fiend folio. She's a demon prince, but she's but she's considered a lesser deity or something like that. Okay. She's also in the deities and demigods. Yes. Yeah. So that's 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 the roundabout way of getting to that she is a that they're equivalent to lesser deities. That makes sense. They okay. may even be greater, but as far as I know they're lesser. Armor class. Uh their armor class is seven. Correct. Move. They move at twelve. That is fast. They Do they run? They're not the they're not the uh, the ones from Sinbad. You know. Well, the Sinbad ones went pretty fast. They're pretty good to stop. Is, what is twelve inch movement? Is that just like normal? Like, so you go faster if you're running? Yes. Okay. Um, percent in layer. One hundred. Now, I understand what you're saying. You're saying their layer is everywhere. Yeah. Or that the or, or I shouldn't say that. That's not true. Their lair is where they were placed to guard it, right. 
Yeah, you're right. It should be 100%. They call it not a lair. So they're not want. They shouldn't be wandering around that much. I mean, they do. I have seen them as random encounters, but they typically are put somewhere to guard. No, no, but no. This is an interesting question, though. Why do you have a random encounter? Like, so, so they don't wander, do they? Unless they've gotten like. Well, how do they get lost? Well, if I remember in the anime Dead, they're given directions and they can kind of roam around certain parts. So, it, But they shouldn't be, like, everywhere. They shouldn't be in the market. They shouldn't be running into skeletons. Yeah, you shouldn't, yeah. Yeah, they don't just, like, they don't just like get out. What happens if you, take, you, you capture a skeleton and you just drop them off somewhere? Yeah, like we did. Remember, we took those ghouls, similar thing. <laughs> they just wait there for the next command. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, they're, they're like lost, lost undead. Attacks? One. Damage? I say D6. Yes, and if I recall correctly, it's no matter what weapon. Okay. I believe so. They have no special attacks. All right. Um, intelligence? I was going to say low. Not. None. Because this is one of these issues that whether or not you can do what on them because they're not. You illusions. Sleep. You can't do illusions or cheap sleep or charm. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, align. They have no mind. Alignment. They're neutral. Right, because they have no mind. Okay. Skeletons, you may now look. You did very well. What page is this on? I am now. It's on page 87 and Thanks. 88. Skeletons are magically animated undead monsters. They are enchanted by a powerful, here it is, magic user or cleric of evil alignment. Typically. I was, gonna, I was about to ask about that, because technically... The spell just says something like it's basically an evil act, doesn't it? Yes. It's it's not a good act. But it doesn't mean you have to be evil. Correct. The skeletons perform according to the command of their animator, the command being limited in scope to but a dozen or two words. I'm assuming it means a two dozen. Right. (laughs) Not a dozen or two words. So so if I want to do that, so I'm an evil magic user, I've got to do it. That would be kind of fun. You have like 24 words. It's like Twitter. Right. You got this. Yeah, except instead of being chaotic. Right. You're not chaotic. They have no brain, but yet they accept 24 words. My kids have brains, and they don't accept 24 How words. How does that work? Wait, 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 wait. Let's talk about this. I think what that is is, don't you think that is just simply the power of the spell is a 24 words? Like whatever your mm-hmm. deity is or whatever, the spell. Right. You, it, it's, not you is, and the, it's not right. you and the skeleton. Yeah, the skeleton can't do anything. It's. The power of the, the spell, the magic inside of it's moving. It goes up and down. Yes. Up to the D, the 24. So if, do you think the minions are like, look, you got 24 words. I'm a busy man. They're, right. Because you know how, 3 to 30, you know how, so basically, if you're the minion, you're basically, you may be well, that's simply for the, That's for the cleric version. The magic user one, can, the magic user oh, can cast it as well. You're right. Because the cleric version, so it's a, what, what level spell is anime dead for clerics? Third. So who gets the, is it still the minions? Yes, I believe minions are the ones who do that. First, first and second, right, you do it yourself. Third through whatever, you go through an intermediary, and then the higher ones, you well, have to go to your deity. Okay, well, let's look this up, because I need to know this now. I need to know how this works. Right. Because I'm wondering if a minion... Animate you... Dead is a fifth level spell for magic user. So what levels... Ninth level magic user, yeah. So you have nine of these things. Wow, ninth level magic user. And cleric? You have to be fifth level to cast it. It's a third level spell. Okay. All right. So third, you said what level? Third level? Third level, yes. Third, okay. So first and second are gained just through our knowledge and faith. So that's really nice. Yeah. Right. Third, fourth, and fifth are granted by the supernatural servants. Supernatural servants. Supernatural servant. Or minions. 
um, a supernatural minion of the cleric's deity. These servants range up to the demigod level. Range up to. Okay. Clerics whose patrons are demigods will see the third to fifth level spells directly from their deity. Well, that's kind of cool. That's page nine of the Deities and Demigods book. So, so I guess I ask the minion, he takes the 20, if it's, a, do you think he just stops at 24? Like, you know, and it's like, okay, 25, 26, those words just drop off. Well, I don't think, I think what you, you, I don't think that's how it works. I think what it does is you petition the deity for the power to, they grant you the, the incantation, which then unleashes the thing in front of the skeletons. And then at that point, that's when you program them with the better question is, do you have to, when you animate them, do you have to tell them the 24 words at that point, up to 24 words? Or can you just animate them and then later, right, I'm going to come back later and program you. Oh, and can I, like, give them new directions with a right. new spell? Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm curious about. Well, what does is, what is Anime Dead say? Does it give us any clue there? Where are you at? So I'm on page 46 of the Player's Handbook. Okay. By the way, this is random encounter where we fight other creatures. Oh, we're talking about skip, but yes, but we're supposed to talk about the skeleton. Right, this is flipping and turning four. For those who have not, if you're new to the show, we always have people new to the show. If you're wondering why we haven't even fought these creatures, please refer to flipping and turning four at the back page where we show you how we get to this. That's right. Uh, the spell creates the lowest of the undead monsters, skeletons, or zombies from the bodies of bones or bodies of dead humans. The effect is caused the remains to become animated and obey the commands of the cleric casting the spell. The skeleton or zombies will follow, remain in the area, and attack any creature. Remain in the area. Right. Okay. The skeletons um, or zombies will follow, comma, remain in, remain in an area and place and attack any creature or just a specific type of creature entering the place, etc. So it sounds to me there's a clause there. You can, they will follow, comma, remain in the area and attack any creature. So you can have them follow you, or you can have them remain in the air. Oh. Right? Should there be a comma before or attack? Is this three clauses or two? There are, okay, I'll read it again. The skeleton or zombie will follow, comma, right. remain in an area and attack any creature, parentheses, or just a specific type of creature, close parentheses, entering the place, comma, etc. Oh, okay. The spell will animate the monster's until they are destroyed or until the magic is dispelled, you can dispel magic on them or you can turn them. Cleric is able to animate one skeleton zombie per each level. Uh, so, blah, blah. Again, the act of animate dead is basically, is not basically a good one. It must be used with careful consideration and good reason by clerics of good alignment. So, there you go. And it says what the spell, what you spell. Yeah, so the question is, and I guess we could look it up and see if the DMG talks about the spell. So the question is, can I just every day, like once I've done it, yeah, but then, but then they become your servant. Hey, right. what's, what's the command? Get me a cup of tea. What's your command? So can you have, yeah, can you just keep coming back and like every well, day? That doesn't seem right because then you can just do it on the fly. Attack them. Mm-hmm. That doesn't seem right. Yeah, they're, well, in 1970s, again, the Monster Manual came out first where they were very limited. The player, then the player's handbook goes later. I read the player's handbook saying, yes, they're your personal automatons that you can do whatever you want. So, like, yeah, get me the paper. Yeah. Well, that goes back to the, the in City of the Invincible Overlord, where you got the skeletons being waiters. Right. Give me a back rub. Give me a back. But the idea is, you know, it, it, 
It has to be relatively simple commands. Well, yeah, 24 or less. Well, that's what the monster manual says. The effect is a cause these remains become animated and obey the commands. That's a, current, that's a present tense of the cleric casting the spell. That's true. They are chanted, right, right. The skeletons perform according to the command. Okay. Well, maybe the, maybe the DMG has something about it. Look that up. Yeah, all right. Let me take PDFs would really be helpful. I'm pawing. Pawing through the book. All right, spells. So I'm going to. Is the. Oh, the, the magic user probably just says just look says, at the cleric. Yeah, that's right. Of course. All right. So cleric. Third level. Well, what's interesting about the Monster Manual is it says that they are found only in burial places or dungeons and similar forsaken places. That's kind of interesting. Yes. Well, the idea is you have, that's where the bodies are. But, yeah, but then again, why can't you take the body? And- yeah, you can. I mean, that's clearly that's, again, that's under the purview of the monster. I, I read that as... Skeleton as monster, not skeleton as spell. Just like gnome as monster, which is where they're correct, right. and gnome versus player character. Um, I, okay, I, yeah, that makes sense. All right, page 41. We got a long entry, James. Page 41 of the DMG talks about animate death. Oh, really? It's long. It, it, look at this. Oh, my God. That's, the long, that's one of the longest. Apparently, this is this. you were not alone in your um, yes. confusion, or I want to say confusion, in your no. questions. No, not alone in my abuse of the spell. Isn't that why Gary wrote these? Because people right. are abusing the spells? Right. It is, of course. I love it. Don't you love it? Mm-hmm. Gary is, of course. Look at him here. It is, of course, possible to animate the skeletons or corpses oh, of demi-human and humanoid, as well as human sort. Did you know that was what? in there? I'm sorry. Gary said it is, of course, possible to animate the skeletons or corpses of demi-human or humanoid. Sure. Because this... Of course. Of course you knew that. Because that... Because this, wait, because the spell... Player's Handbook is human. what? Second? Player's Handbook is... It's Monster Manual, Player's Handbook, DMG, right? Yes. Because that's a human. And so, the bones of dead humans. So people... Oh, so people like Gary. Why can't they animate a dog? He's like, of course you can. And they're like, have you read the... Yeah. You didn't put creature. You didn't put humanoid. And so he says, that's why he's saying, of course. Yes. Is it? Okay. If creatures with more than a basic one hit die, or one plus one hit die, are so animated. So, oh, like, like a bugbear. Mm-hmm. Oh, my. Are so animated, the number of such skeletons or zombies will be determined in hit dice rather than total numbers. Oh, so you can use that spell to animate... I guess just animate fewer. Thus, a cleric of six level could animate six skeletons of human or humanoid sort, which in life had less than two hit dice. Three such undead, which in life had less than three, but two or more hit dice. Or I'm getting tired, James. Or a, sing- <laughs> or a single undead creature, which had six, but less than seven hit dice. <sighs> For each such additional hit die, the skeleton or zombie will gain another die. Oh. Thus, he animates skeleton of a fire giant. An 11-hit-die monster is 10 over the norm. Likewise, a fire giant zombie would have eight dice. Okay, I'm not going to follow that in my hand, but the point is, he's saying here, yeah, don't stop at the player's handbook. You can animate. Right, all kinds of things. And then later in the Monster Manual 2, they have just undead things. You could animate 
dinosaurs right. or anything else you want. It's monster skeletons or something. Right. Like that. Well, I thought in my mind it was monster zombies, but I just thought that was later stuff. Uh, no, well, note to Bene, this does not enable cleric to make skeletons or zombies of characters of second or higher level have more hit dice. Such undead are simply human skeletons or zombies uh, with one or two hit dice. Well, that makes sense. Yes. So I'm an eighth level. You're still just a monster. You're okay. still just a skeleton. But what this is, a clever person, like it said here, you would want to, you could get more value. Like, for instance, it says, thus a cleric of the sixth level could animate six skeletons of human or humanoid sort, which in life had less than two hit dice. Well, that could be a bugbear. So you could be animating bugbears. Um, and then later it says, three such undead in life that had uh, less than three, but more than two. So, again, I can't think of... Uh, you could get, you could have three gnolls, and those would be two hit dice each. That's pretty cool. Yeah, okay. three gnoll skeletons is is, uh, and and the thing that's interesting is the fire giant zombie would have twelve d eight. So the way I read that is, if you did, let's say you did three gnolls at two hit dice. Well, if you made them zombie gnolls, they would have three hit dice. They'd be more powerful and dead than they would be. In life. And that's... Okay. But that's the same thing with zombies. Zombies have two hit dice, but they have worse armor class, and they attack last, and they move slow. And on the skeletons... So the only downside of skeletons is they have a 7 AC, right. but as weapons do half as they we have read. Dance, exactly. So that's pretty... So basically, you may just, like, go there and, like... So you're the evil magic, and you just slaughter them all. You're like... The bugbears are like, oh, hell, the evil magic user. And you're just and you just slaughter them all because they're worth more to you as skeleton animated skeletons. Okay, right. But so the one, but the question we had. Oh, did you know this spell will animate the monsters until they are destroyed? Or dispel magic. So I had no idea. Dispel magic will right. work. Right. Well. How? What's the uh, what's the effect on? I mean, is it an area of effect? Like yes. You, so I could get like a bunch of them. I could dispel. Right. So I can have like a bunch of skeletons coming at me, ready to spell magic. Yep. They just like what follow the bones. To the ground. Yeah, they just collapse. Hopefully, not on top of you. I did not know that. Right, at least a fifty percent chance, assuming that you're similar level. Very nice. I like the active enemy. And the range of the dispel magic is a thirty foot cube. Okay. So everyone in the, you can place it. Let's say they're in a room. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's a bunch of zombies or something. Yeah. There. You cast it in there and bloop. And it go through a door. Why not? That's pretty cool. If you know, if you know what's beyond the door, let's say if you could use wizard, I'm again, how how interest how you know how much ability? This is why all those spells are important. How what level is the spell magic? Third level. You have to be fifth to cast. Is this what's this magic user? Uh, and cleric. And cleric. Oh, so you'd be kind of high level. Fifth level is not high. Yeah. Oh, that's high level. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're running into skeletons, because right. I was thinking like a low level one where they get a bunch of skeletons. That would be good where, okay. Well, that's why you have turning. Why turning is the low level. Right. That's right. Okay. That's all very interesting. So there you go. Drop a blood piece of you in flesh and a pinch of bone powder and a bone shard. So we still don't know, though, for sure whether or not it's all got to be the whole business about when you give the command. Right. Right? And, right, we don't know anything. But it does say obey the commands. Yes. All right. I, I mean, we've always played it that they can follow you around. But it's limited. They can't. It yeah. The, the gray areas are, can they open doors? Can they, you know, 
make human walls or <laughs> some kind of pyramids that you can leverage. You know, how, how intricate right, can, right, they, right. can they follow in military form? Right. You know, how, you know, they, so, solve this Rubik's Cube. Right. Yeah. Right. But so the good news is if that is true, and that makes sense walk, to me. You know, walk down the hall, yes, they can do that. And if they fall in the pit, yay, they did it and you did it. You know, right. Put a, put a torch on them and walk them down the hall. I mean, that kind of stuff is, is reasonable. Right. But, but when they're like, you know, finding wounds for the <laughs> the magic users who got attacked, that's not going to Oh, that does get quite interesting. Yeah, you're right. But, you know, well, it is interesting because then the question is, are the commands themselves the magic? So that way... Because they can't understand the words anyway, so that could get very interesting. They're not right because they're not actually understanding the words. Yeah, they don't have any idea. But they, yeah, but I, yeah, I think you're right. It's got to be something sort of mechanical. But how? But it's I, so the magic lets them recognize that it's a gnome. Like obviously, yours would be like attack all gnomes, right? But it's so it's the magic. They don't recognize a gnome, right? The magic, right? They don't know anything. Exactly. They're just it's intelligent magic. Not just a primordial force. Exactly. Very good. So wait. We got to figure out what, how do we know what our skeleton's commands are? All right, let's finish reading the skeleton because we're not done yet, James. Oh, sorry. The skeleton strikes. look like they're only found in various places or dungeons. So we're in a dungeon. The skeleton strikes with some form of weapon, but regardless of the weapon type, the damage caused by a hit will be one to six. Which is one of the other comments that people had before the Monster Manual 2 is that if you had a fire giant skeleton or zombie, they still did the damage... Of a skeleton or zombie. What are we playing Holmes Basic here? Exactly. It's all one so to six. That's one, yeah, one to six, one to eight. So that's kind of sucky. Skeletons suffer only one half damn. Yeah, you thinking that if you've got a skeleton within a fire giant skeleton with an enormous sword, they do more than one to six. Skeletons suffer only one half damage from sharp and or edged weapons. Blunt weapons such as clubs, blah, 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 cause normal. Fire scores, normal damage, sleep, charm, hold, and cold base spells do not affect skeletons. And I agree with you, that means illusions shouldn't work either. Holy water causes two to eight hit points of damage on a skeleton. For each fire strikes, the skeletons attack until destroyed. Okay. All right, there you go. There we so, go. Uh, you're the new guy, you're the skeleton, I'm the harpy. What's my command? Kill all harpies. Kill harpies. Yes. Now, so like I'm trying to defend something. I assume, right. right? Well, the harpies come into the dungeon after looking for you, looking for human flesh, and instead ran into a skeleton. Yeah. And you're defending. Oh, what you're saying is going to do nothing to me. That's right. This is awesome. That's why right. you have a chance. I do have a chance. Now I have a fighter's chance. I have a skeleton's chance. All right. So we're going to first determine if anyone's surprised. I got a good name for the skeleton. Dan. Dan. That's right. Dan the skeleton. And you take more than 24 words, so that's good. Yes, just about. Okay. All right. So we start with, if I recall. Surprise. Go ahead, Dan. Thank you, sir. Oh. Two. Oh. Wait, are skeletons surprised? I guess they are. Yeah, you're right, because can write something behind? Oh, look, I rolled a one. So, wow. So you are surprised for one segment. Oh, that's right. I'm like, this is better. I forgot the rules. That's right. I'm surprised for two. You're surprised for one. Let's not get into this discussion. And I'm 20 feet away from you. Because we're surprised. We're close to each other. And we're inside. Right. So when you're surprised, you go down to 10 to 30 feet versus the 60 feet plus one to six, 40 plus D6. So like skeletons like sense stuff and don't sense stuff, I guess? Yeah. Yeah, okay. They're like uh, motion detectors. <laughs> they, this, they trigger their... They trigger and they not. So, so thieves are like, how do we get rid of the skeleton? 
Yeah. You do smell magic. Right. So that's why you need the mag- you need the elf magic user thief or whatever, right? Right. In the car, uh-huh. yeah, we rob in the place. That's awesome. That's mm-hmm. that's very good. All right, so I am uh, so I can move at fifteen flying, so I can attack you before initiative. And what do you attack? With? Well, this is what we're going to have to figure out. Um, I'm on page fifty one of the monster manual. A heartbeat attacks with their claws and some form of weapon, often a bone club or some weapon left by former victim. So I'm going to do a, do I have a bone? That could be like my, uh, could be my bone. Right. Hey, <laughs> I've got to write that uh-huh. down. That's a new sound. Take your hands off my bone. Oh, what time is this at? This is at. Uh, no, I can't stop that. Hold on. You took that out of context. Uh, what was that? I can't say anything. No one's here. On they want you to move on. They don't. They're not interested. Uh, they are totally interested. One hour and something. One oh five. Or Dan quotes. Okay, so uh, your armor class as a skeleton is seven. Correct. Oh, I have to figure out. Do I am am I using a bone of a former victim? No. Okay. So that means I have a weapon. So I have to figure out what kind of weapon I have, which is good for you. Because sure. if I'm using a sword, uh, well, let's see what, how big is me. Bone club is some weapon. Well, it can't be any bigger than a D6, so is it an edged weapon? We'll just do it that way. It's possible. I wonder what your treasure type is. Is it possible you have a magic weapon? You really want me to roll up if he has a magic, she has a magic weapon? Yes. Okay. Treasure, treasure type C. Have you heard the show? That's true. Okay, roll percentages. So what, does she have? what kind of stuff does she have? Any two have? is, well, any two for magic is 10%. Okay. All right. So... I've rolled a 30. Nope. All right, so you want to see where the left side? Roll, roll, keep rolling percentages. 99. Nope, keep going. This is for silver. 97. Nope. No, I didn't need Electrum. a lot. I just wanted 26. No, I don't need her whole stash. Uh, gems? No, you did it now. 84. Nope. Wow. She's got nothing. No wonder you're out there. You're like poor. Right. You got to pay the rent. You're about to get evicted from your tree. Do I have an edge? Do I have an edge weapon? Yes. Okay, good. So I do half damage when I attack. Excellent. So, what do we go to the DMG? Is in there like, uh, how do you, well, I'm trying to figure out a chart for weapons, a well, random weapon chart. Well, What's I'm your, just, just going to say it's either a dagger or a short sword. Got it. Is it a dagger? Yes. I'm using a dagger. Oh, you're in trouble, dude. All right. Well, I get three attacks now. Get my claw club bite. No. Oh. Uh, blah, 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 blah. So, you're AC7. Uh-huh. I am whopping three hit dice. And I need a nine. Seventeen. Oh. Miss. That was cock, but I'll say it's missed. And a fifteen hit. So one to three. Two uh two points for that, and the dagger does two divided by two is one. So you took three hit points of damage. You gotta roll your hit points. Hey, here we go. One hit dies. Three, three hit points. Uh that is that is a shame. Yeah, but you know, I'm going to do a divine intervention, and since you, you know who could oh. come. Oh, I know exactly. You know, buddy. There we go. Because, of course, skeletons pray. That's right. They're my, they have no intelligence, but they're... <laughs> Sometimes things don't make sense on this show. Right. But you just go with it. Here we go. We're rolling for divine intervention. We never get it anymore since you watch it. When, when we were doing it virtually... <laughs> They seem to happen more often, didn't That's they? That's strange. It is very odd, yeah. isn't it? Someone has done a statistical analysis to determine the odds of that being random are one in one billion. Right. Okay, here we go. Highly unlikely. No, oh, 97. Oh. Zero, you know, we were close. Because what is it? The zero, zero is uh, 
of the, the actual, chance of the actual, the actual, the actual chance. chance of the actual deity. Okay. That would be great of Orcus. So uh, it, you had a chance. Orcus is sending more skeletons up to get that harpy. Orcus is ang- Hang on. Is Orcus angry? No. Why does he care? He doesn't care. He doesn't. We just went over this. <laughs> he like, doesn't care. Was there a virgin involved? No, I don't care. I don't care. Wait, and I'm assuming skeletons don't have treasure. Leave their nil. Oh, I would hope so, right? Treasure, or, sorry, treasure type nil. Yep. Sorry, Harpy. Sorry, you get nothing. But she, she got a bone. She got a, she had a, as, as they said, she had a bone to pick with him. <laughs> Didn't the She's still the champ. She is the She's champ. She's like 2-0? Oh? Uh, at least. Hoping to make it to the tournament. I the think champ. it's three. Wow. Okay. Support Grog Talk by becoming a patron at www.patreon.com backslash Grog Talk. All right. So now we are ready for Sage Advice. This is the segment of the show where one of us reads questions from Dragon Magazine's Sage Advice column to the other to see if the other one is sagacious. And I have gone to, I had to go to November 1983, because if I recall correctly, there maybe wasn't one in November 1982. There, but there is. I mean, the, the Sage Advice, the, the, the amount of sagacious uh, entries are diminishing rapidly. They are. So I went to November 1983. Okay. So remind me of this next year. Yeah, <laughs> We've well, been here. And this Sage Advice is clear questions about articles in Dragon. Well, what's good about this is by the time we get to next year, we will have so much material flipping and turning, we'll be using the flipping and turning ass to gibbering. That's right. That's exactly right. That's what we're waiting for, a number of, we're at episode, issue nine, so we'll have plenty of material. Indeed. Okay, so these are questions about Dragon Magazine articles. Okay. Wonderful. That's <laughs> awesome. I thought you'd like this. Okay. And I'm gonna, some of the ones that clearly you would know, I won't do. Okay. Question. Is the combat computer? Ooh. In, <laughs> I thought you'd like that. In issue number 74. 74. There you go. You're the man for this. Here it is. This was the question was written for you. Is, is, <laughs> are you sleep with it? You're like, the way you look at that, you never look at me that way, James. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is, all right. Is, um, your wife's like, you love that damn computer more than me. That's exactly right. I love that thing. Is the, is the, it's me or the combat computer? Hmm. Tough choice. <laughs> is the combat computer, and maybe you should, and, and after I ask this question, you should explain to our viewers, of course, they're all going to know, but what it is. Is the combat computer in issue number 74 designed for actual use in AD&D gaming? No. Not use. It's, 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 it's there just to look at. Yes, it totally is. Isn't that the strangest question? That is very strange. I don't even understand the question. Okay. The answer is yes. Of course it is. You got it right, James. Yes. Oh, good. It has been play-tested, and from the male readers have sent to Dragon Magazine... Male readers or or the male (laughs) readers? I'm sorry. My emphasis wasn't good, though. I needed a pause. Not male readers. Yes. It has been play-tested, and from the male... Readers have sent to Dragon Magazine. It appears to be working very well in AD&D games. Dragon 74 still has a pristine combat computer. You've got another Wait. Another one. Oh. Wait a second. No. That's just like a photocopy. What's this? No. That's the original one, too. I had two Dragon 74s. This. Oh. The original. 
Is it is it thicker this paper? Because this seems thicker. This is that's the same. Okay. Thickness. You're right. You're right. I was just. I'm sorry. I, just I believe so. To feel it. I have a fake one, but yes. Yeah. So when you, when anyone's going to break into my house, this is what you want. The original. Still have an original seventy four. My original one got destroyed. I think I've had three copies of Dragon seventy four, but this one still has original. And what is the combat computer? That's what it is. I mean, but what does it do? So people, oh. may, people may not know. Oh, that's a very good point. Thank right. you, Dan. So what? How it works? It's on page forty of June nineteen eighty three. It's a base. It's a plate. It's a combat computer. How it works? Well, it's very simple. How it works? You take the armor class, which is in the top ring. And again, this is very in line with anyone who played the gold box games back, SSI games, they had these copy protections. You take the, you look up the armor class, which is in the lower ring. I see. It goes from 10 to minus 10. Okay. So let's say, um, so let's say I'm a skeleton. I'm a seven. Seven. Right. Then you look at fighter, monster, cleric, thief, magic user. Oh. You're a, uh, let's say you're a fighter of second level. You look up what it's pointing to, and that's what you need, a 13. And what are these other little charts in here? Ah, very good. So if you are using weapon adjustment, so for instance... Queller. Queller, right. Queller needs it. Does Queller have a combat computer? I don't know. He should definitely get one. Yeah. You can print one online and use regular hard paper. So if you were using, if this, and let's say this was armor class 7, in this case studded leather, as opposed to natural armor. So he was fighting an assassin with studded leather, which is AC7. If he was using a bardiche, he would get plus 1 to his attack. So you'd go plus one. So you'd need a 12. Very nice. Or uh, if you're shooting a dart dagger, throwing a dagger, it's minus one. Heavy crossbow is plus three. So. Oh, are all these ones? Oh, oh, these four are not four different charts per se. They are just a continuation. Yeah, yeah, of yeah the, they're all the weapons that you could use. Because I was going to get intimidated by all four of these, but it's really it's, it's just, just all these the are all the weapons that they have, and you can look them up. And that only applies, of course, if the they're wearing an actual weapon, an armor type, right? Or the monster's hide is similar to yeah, it's perhaps, similar right? typically, but typically okay. not. Got it. Okay. So right. there you go. So it is a wonderful device. Okay. Um, it is one of my favorite things. You're reading a fan of somebody else. Oh, yeah, one of Mary. That's right. Uh, it's, I use it all the time. I would definitely, Queller, you definitely recommend it. It's, it's, that's why I use it all the time. It's very simple. And, um, yeah, you just basically look up the armor class. It's like I said, give me, give me, give me, give me an armor class and a, and a monster level. Uh, armor class is minus uh, seven. Uh-huh. And uh, it is a uh, it is a twelfth level fighter. Needs a seventeen. Not bad. It's nice to be a twelfth level fighter. Yeah, yeah. If if you're that's that's equivalent to a what I also like is equivalent to a tenth level ten hit dice monster, sixteenth to eighteenth level cleric, twenty first level uh, thief, twenty first level magic user needs an eighteen. I have one of those. I, I, I must say I don't use it. I, I like, I like, I hate to say it, but pawing through the books and looking it up, it's just, I like that. Okay. All right. Are you ready for question number two? This wasn't so bad. No, that was good. In, Again, it, highly recommend the combat computer for those DMs because, you know, then, you, then you know, you're not scanning a chart. It's much quicker. Indeed. In issue, in issue number 73. 73. The Catablopus is noted for being able to kill by its breath. This contradicts what's in the monster manual. Which source is correct? 
Go on, Spank. Answer. The Monster Manual is the final authority here. The article on the Cadripus, like all other articles in ecology series in this magazine, is an attempt to work out some of the monsters from the Adian Dane system in a logical fashion with regard to their habitats, mentalities, behaviors, and so forth. This material is unofficial, offered for the entertainment of, and possibly used by DMs and players alike. Now, what's interesting about this is, and I wonder, I don't know if this was at Ed Greenwood. He did a lot of. He did? He did do a lot of the ecology ones. I don't know if he did this one or not. But I wonder if that was simply a mistake, or did he actually intend to uh, change it? Because I, I, wouldn't, I would want my ecology. Oh, where's my 73? Uh-oh. I would want my ecology to line up with. At 75, 74, and 72, so I can't. Of course. What are the, you knew that was going to happen, right? But wouldn't that bother you a little bit? I would think that I should be able to, the ecology series should. should. Yeah, they should at least have taken the time to. Whoa. Hey, now. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Okay. In issue number 73. Again. Apparently, well, this apparently, there's a little intro here, and there's like a stack of questions. Right. And that's what they're doing here. From privacy that's been piling up. In issue number 73, half ogres are said to have trouble using magical boots. However, the DMG says that magic boots will expand to fit creatures of up to giant size. There's no question. He's just sort of like pointing it out. Right. I assume the question, the, impl- the implied question is, which one's right? So what do you say? So this is the problem. Half ogres are said to have trouble using magical boots. But the DMG says that magic boots will expand to fit creatures. Yeah, why would they have trouble using magical boots? Well, if the half ogres are, they're obviously, I think they're in 73. The, the person who's writing about it says they have trouble with boots. That that's, takes precedent. That's because, Roger Moore. Okay, so that's why I said it takes precedent. Well, the boots says it can be as large as giant. That doesn't mean... So, they wouldn't have trouble. There could be other trouble. Right. Oh, and, but then the question is, what's the trouble? We don't know what the trouble is, but it, the author said they have trouble with it. So that's... Well, you know, Roger Moore... Is that correct, my answer? Did they, did, oh, they just put a statement. No, no, we'll get, well, well, I'll do the answer. We don't have you. But, you know, Roger Moore is, is, is he's back. I've heard. And um, there was a possibility he appeared on the show. I fear he watched it. But moving on, we could always ask him this question. Okay, here's the answer. The DMG also notes, for, oh, so, so boots of elven kind, they'll expand. Is that right? So yeah. boots of elven kind. Apparently. Got it. Well, it says DMG. says it. Here the DMG also notes for boots of levitation and boots of speed that heavier creatures will make these devices less effective. Certain other sorts of magical boots will, will work for half-ogres, but some won't. The half-ogres of sexual size and weight need to be carefully considered when they use many sorts of magical items like these. I think you're absolutely correct. That's, I, that is your answer, in my opinion, yeah. which is they're pointing out other problems. Right. Got it. Okay. And, and the fact that... There is no half ogre in the player's handbook, so there is no contradiction. This is a new player class that they've allowed to be put in. The author there has says there's a problem with boots. They don't have to give explanations for everything. They could say they have problems reading signs. Right. Well, but the intelligence says he could read right. five languages. Doesn't matter. Right. The half ogre thing says. Right. Right. They're not contradicting the player's handbook. They're, they're, there's a special case for that. You convinced me. Thank you. I agree with you. Okay. 
I'm not going to ask you about lycanthropes and the astral plane. I'll skip over that Ooh, one. Ooh, lycanthropes and the astral plane. I think we did that. We did. Remember, we're, we're, we're yeah, it's going to change it again, right? It was wrong. Right. I think they called it the compl- right. they That's right. Complaint. Later. That's right. You, that was your, you enjoyed that. Um, okay. Now, there are several questions regarding the astral module Fetafesnor in issue 67, which I didn't even know about. There are Githyanki Knights in the module. Did you know that? Githyanki Knights. I don't have 68. That's a, it wasn't that a Black Sabbath song, Get Yankee Nights? Get Yankee Nights. <laughs> is this the Get Yankee? Yes. I didn't know, have you ever heard of a Get Yankee Night? Yes, yes there, there are Get Yankee Nights in there. Because that's just a Get Yankee. I believe so. Okay. They're, they're even more powerful. Get Yankee Nights in the module are apparently normal fighters, while the Fiend Folio Tome notes them as being anti paladins. It, no, it says they're anti paladins? Oh. What? Okay. Can't keep track of it. I know they're evil. Do you know that the book from uh, Dice Men or whatever, for the guys from uh, England, uh-huh. is out? You, you should be arriving. Oh! Your Christmas present from two years ago. Oh, really? Finally? They say it's on its way. You should be, it should be arriving with your name Oh, in Steve it. Jackson and Ian Livingston? Yes. Oh, wonderful. That's I'm what looking they say. forward to it. Let I me know. To- I totally forgot that. I know. So did I. <laughs> All right. You, yes. th- you thought I was just making that up. Oh, here, and this is what I got you. I ordered you this book that's, that's, that's in Kickstarter. That's Thanks, right. Dan. Thanks, Dan. That's a good friend. <laughs> note to self, do that again from now yeah. on. Two years later. Two years later. So get the Yankee. Page 43 on oh the right side. Oh, my God. It's page, so 40, long. page 43 on the right-hand side. I'll, I'll save you the trouble. Okay, what does it say? If a layer is found, it will house 21 to 23 get the Yankee in typical distribution as follows. If you see, one knight equals eighth-level antipallet. Okay, so good. You know everything you need to know, I think. Right. All right. I don't, I don't right. know what the rest of it's in here. Do we really want to read the rest? No, no, no. You don't need to. So why is this so, and what are, anti, what are an anti-paladin's powers? Do Gith Yankee have clerics or shamans? Why were there not more knights at the outpost? Well, you just need to ask about what's this anti-paladin business reference. What's an anti-paladin, James? I assume, because, again, I did not read this whole thing. I assume they are. Well, I think what they're is, cha- chaotic, evil, uh, unholy fighters. Yeah, and I think what. So the question is just to help you out here is: Wait, there's such a thing as an anti-paladin? You want to know? Is there an anti-paladin class? Right. There what, is not anti. The anti-paladin reference in the Fiendfo tomb should not be taken literally. Yeah. There is no class. Yes, actually, there is no official anti-paladin class. The phrase, as used in the Githyanki text, should be taken to mean that Githyanki knights act very much the opposite of how Powden would act, i.e., they are chaotic evil. Githyanki knights have powers normally associated with regular fighters. Githyanki have no clerics or shamans, since the deity they worship, like the one ruling the Githzeria, is not a true deity or demigod and cannot grant spell powers to any followers. They were, okay, and I'm not going to explain why there were not more knights at the outpost in the module. Okay, very good. You did a very good job. Are you ready, James? There's yes. more. These oh. are, I like these. Okay, that's fine. Thrills and Chills. I remember this. Thrills and Chills in issue number 68. Mm. It was adventuring in the Ice Age. I remember that. Back, I remember that from back in the day. Yes. Yes, it is. And you'll find Thrills and Chills will be in there. Thrills and Chills noted that there would be assassins operating during the Ice Age. I remember there's a picture like chasing like a boar. There's two guys running with a, with a spear. That's a great, that's a great draw. That's a great picture. Hold on. There it is. There it is. 
right? Poor guy. I hope death that by death by done by easily. Oh, I hope the boar wins. I hope probably the- would. In, if if it's a if it's a boar that uh, in D anD D they I I would put these guys have no chance because they keep if people forget they keep fighting at what up to right. minus three or something something like that yeah. okay uh, so thrills and chills noted that there would be assassins operating during the ice age how is this possible that's the question what was that thrills and chills noted that there would be assassins operating during the ice age how is this possible I'm assuming because where's the is there a guild. I think it's more like, hey. Oh, because it's so primitive. Yes, correct. Well, that's all you got to work with. You have to decide what, why you think the reader is puzzled. I see. There's no explanation as to why. So I assume probably. Well, Arthur, Art Collins was the one who wrote this. And, um, so you're blaming him. Yeah. It says that all the classes. What it says here is all the classes. If you go to the page 22 in the dragon, it says all the classes are available. And it says, all restrictions known in the player's handbook, not changed, should, not be, should be observed. And so I guess part of his question is that some of these things are not there. There were no paladins or monks. So why is there assassins? Well, I assume killing people is, and getting paid for it uh, is still a true craft. Okay. So I would say that's why. Assassins could be thought of as a form of commando warrior used by various tribes of scouts, spies, or advanced assault fighters who slay from ambush or by surprise. Assassins could also perform their usual sorts of tasks, getting rid of undesirable tribesmen at the direction of a chieftain or other boss. I think that, you, I think that is correct. All right, so do you want to um, try to see what kind of creature we get in the Pleistine encounter? I, of course I do. Why, why, how can I say no to that? Right. Uh, hold on. So let me figure out how to do a random encounter here. All right. So first we need a D8. Okay. Three. You are in the hills. Now roll percentages. 27. 27. You're, oh, you have done uh, uh, an anthropod encounter table. Roll a d20. Oh, my. Sounds frightening. Okay. 15. Humanoid, roll d20. 17. A giant troll. What you found. Okay. You could have gotten... Uh, I would have liked to have seen a... You could have got a mains here. Demon mains, miscellaneous. Yeah, the giant trolls. I got it. I'm not going to lie. It's a little disappointing. Fine. <laughs> okay. Are there's, you... There's, you would have thought there'd be a lot... I, I maybe, you would, even though it's Ice Age, I guess the dinosaurs are gone now, so you don't get those. Okay. James is now reading Thrills and Jail. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, that's interesting. Got it. It is kind of interesting. Yeah. You should run an adventure. Okay. All right. Um, let me see. Let me, uh, there's no, I, I know we got to keep moving. So let me just see. Um, oh, this is the, ready for this. The Jester NPC class. Oh, okay. Yeah. Roger Moore issue 60 seems to allow certain races like dwarves or halflings to get the ability to cast magical spells. They could not normally use. Also, some races are noted in the player's handbook as being able to learn only a few extra languages due to their intelligence. Well, Jester NPCs are supposed to gain a new language every other level. There's no question. Basically, I guess just explain. Yes. 
again, when NPCs, all bets are off. Gestures were designed to be unusual NPCs. I think that basically... You can, when the NPC, which is why people hate them. People hate NPCs. They don't like the death, the necromancer, or this or that. Because then people are like, I want to play that. No, they're meant to provide flavor for the campaign. I'm going to do a few more because you're so good. I know we're going on here long. But in the, in the game Flight of the Boodles. Flight of the Boodles. <laughs> on the way. That's a great Maiden song. Flight of the Boodles. It, it is. Dun, 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 dun. We shall go. Okay. Issue number 60. Does the Boodle Wizard hit on a 1 to 3 or a 1 to 4? The text contradicts itself. <laughs> it's a 50-50, James. Flight of the Boodle. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to say he hits on a 1 to 4. They hit on a 1 to 4. Oh, look at that. Wow. According to the original rules, so the two <laughs> charts uh, need to be corrected. Okay. All right. Hold on. Um... In issue number four, on issue number 48, in the section on undersea magical items, there seems to have been a misprint of some kind. That's it. That's the extent of the question. Not even a question. Just let you know. A misprint somewhere. Somewhere there's a miss thing. You jerk. All right. Okay, hold on. No, you'll like this one. What is a ball rock? And what are the stats for it? Now, explain why this is an interesting, good question for you. For us, a few of these are germane from our, our um, tournament. We did a Holmes Basic uh, adventure uh, inspired by Lord of the Rings, and we put in a Balrog, which in Holmes Basic, there, there's dis- I think there's a discussion, maybe or not, but there's no stats for it. So we, I went back to the uh, original D&D and pulled up a Balrog. Got it. They did not reference that. I liked what you did there. Here the answer is a Balrog as described. Well, no, but you are right. There are no stats. You are correct. A Balrog as described in Lord of the Rings, it's interesting, it appears to be similar to lower planes creatures like demons in the 8 system. Note that the original rules... Oh, wait, I'm sorry. I, I didn't read the parentheses. Note that the original rules for D&D game did include mention of creatures such as the Balrog and the Hobbit, but those references were changed or deleted in subsequent editions of that game. The terms do not appear in the Adian system. The Type 6 demon in the Monster Manual resembles the Balrog, but is probably not as powerful as a true Balrog would be. If something meant to be identical to a Balrog is to be used in the Baron of AD&D game, the DM will have to invent his own game statistics for the monster after carefully after carefully reading the uh, various token books. I don't know why I laughed at that. It's actually a good idea. Right. I don't know why. Just, it just, yeah, whatever. Why are coming up with it? Uh, now, I always thought obviously incorrectly, that the Afrit was just a Balrog and they changed the name. But that's clearly wrong. Yeah, I guess not. It's just not even... But I mean, he's a big fire dude, isn't he? Right. Okay. I figured... Okay. And he's more of the... Uh, comes out and gives wishes and that kind of thing. Probably, yeah. yeah it's probably all different. Okay. Just a couple more, because this, this was ripped, this is built for you, James. This is in your wheelhouse. With regards to AD&D module S3... Ah, S3, another classic. Which you've run. Yes, I have. And I've been through. Expedition to the Barry Peaks. Would a shield spell stop a laser shot? Uh, the answer would be if the module didn't say it, um, which I don't remember, I would say I wouldn't stop it, but it would give it better armor class. Uh, n- n- you're half right. No, the shield would have no effect. So. Oh. I don't know. Well, they, that's just their answer. <laughs> Right, it doesn't. Unless, I, I don't remember it saying specifically that shield 
If again, if a pl- I, I don't remember if the module said shield would have no effect. Maybe I'm sure it didn't because he's writing the question. But then again, people write like, "Hey, can I be a half orc, twenties level cleric?" Right. You know, no. Okay. Would blasters or lasers from Gamble World Adventures? Have you do you know familiar with Gamble World? Uh, vaguely, I bet not much except for the DMG things. Wait, well, this is a, this is a crossover. Would blasters or lasers from Gamble World Adventures be able to harm creatures only affected by magical weapons? Such what? as gargoyles. So this is people because they they said you do that stuff, right? That was Jin and Jim right. Ward. They went right. from the D and D game to to Game World, or, or to, I'm sorry, Metamorphosis Alpha. Yeah, I would look up. There is that section where they have you know switching between campaigns. Boot Hill, Boot Hill, Gamble World. Right, and I would first start there and see what it says. So they have something about Gamma World. Gamma World, lasers, does it have lasers? Has weapons, uh, spells, mental combat, shields. So that would be the first thing I would look at. Is there some kind of uh, weapon thing? Because if it's equivalent, what you're looking for, the rule in, in D&D is you have to be a high, if you're, if you're a monster of a high enough level, you can overcome Magic resistance. The rule that says plus one or plus two to hit. Oh, yeah, you're right. So you think like a laser would be for right. sure. Apparently, there's a section in the DMG called Mutants and Magic. That's what I'm looking at right now. Yes. Page 113. And uh, damage, blah, blah, blah. AD found it. So it doesn't say exactly because I'm, again, I don't want to waste too much time, but I would look this over. And if, it, if the creature or the weapon, was uh, sufficient, um, it, it, would, it would overcome that. That was what I would say. It is. So you're, 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 you're largely correct. It's simply here a yes. Such energy attacks would harm nearly all, eight, all, nearly all AD&D monsters or characters. Use, as I'll give you, I think you get a yes on that. Use the, use the mutants and magic section on the DMG to arbitrate details of such comment. So that's getting even weirder. It's confusing enough D and D rules being conflict, and now when you're talking about Gamma World or Boot Hill hybrids, you know. Yeah. Last question: Do real barbarians eat quiche? Do real barbarians eat quiche? No. You're correct. Real barbarians would hack and slay anyone who offered them quiche to eat, and would then stomp the quiche until it was totally flat. Barbarians are like that. That's right. You did very well. well you, you got an A. Oh, very good. Take it. Just before the holiday break. I'm very excited about that. Yeah. That's good. Um, thank you for the stage advice. So now we are ready for... We are ready for Antique Roadshow. What do we do in the Antique Roadshow, Daniel? This is the section where we randomly roll a treasure, and I then bring it to James, who will seek to identify correctly and, in addition... Tell me its value. So I will now roll on the, and I gotta tell you, I'm going right to the miscellaneous magic because I, I I'm tired of shields plus one. Right, and yeah, you know, and, and I think potions, the fans, potions of healing. And I know you bought the prompts for that, and you know, so oh, very interesting. And so now this is a good time to take a, take your bathroom break. Right. Well, it won't take that long. How do you know? Not sure. You have no idea what. 
We already got bets in what it is, sword plus one. Uh, away. Got it, got it, got it. Right, right. Got it, got it. Okay, all right. So hold on a second, hold on a second. Do I have, I don't have anything here. All right, all right. Got it. All right. You ready for me? I'm ready. If you're ready for me, I am ready for you. Well, hello. Welcome to Artifact Roadshow. How can I help you today? Yeah, hello. So I hear you're like a smart guy. I'm the one here. Uh, hopefully I'm smart. Okay. Well, well educated, not oh, smart. Okay. Well, I got something strange. Okay. You're never going to see anything. I've like, never seen anything like, like this. Like you? Uh, you are a little odd. Oh, you meant what you brought. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay, yeah, wise guy here. Okay, got it. All right, so uh, look at this. And I drop a sack. Ooh, a sack. Look at that. That's a, that's a fine sack you got there. Yeah, that's not the first time I've heard that. Can, so. you, can you tell me uh, about the uh, where you found this sack? Yes, yeah, so, so indeed. So I found, I found this sack. It was just, I found it just laying on a bench. and On a bench? Yeah, I was on a bench. What's, and, your, what's and, your name? And I, Walter. Walter. So what do you do for a living, Walter? Uh, I, uh, I work at a mortuary. Oh, you work at a mortuary. So at, at a bench in the mortuary you found the sack? No, no. It was just, it was, just, it was in the park. Ah. And it was, it was, a guy had been sleeping in it. He didn't have a home. Oh. And he said every time he would go in there, something didn't feel right. And he wasn't going to be sleeping in that anymore. Okay. And so I said, well, it's a sack. Right. Why should you waste a sack? Right. So I took the sack, and I, well, I wasn't going to sleep in it, because yeah. I have a home. I'm, very I'm a very successful, successful mortician. I, well, I work for the, I'm assistant to the mortician. Oh, you're the assistant to the mortician. But I'm very successful. So what I did was I, I, I was going to use it to put stuff in it. Have you put anything in it recently? No, well, of course not, because of what happened when I tried to put something in it. Obviously, what happened? Did you what? What happened when you tried to put something? In? Well, when I did that, when I reached in there, I felt something small and fuzzy. Oh, well, that's strange. Well, you felt something small and fuzzy. So, uh, yeah, I don't know what's so funny about that. Just you know, have you? Do you always reach in the sacks and pull out something small and fuzzy? Okay, are you are you some sort of pervert or something? Oh, what the hell's oh, going on here? I'm gonna, what the I'm gonna, hell? I'm gonna call. The, I'm gonna call the. Uh, what's going on? I'm gonna call. I'm gonna get the guards. The guards here. <laughs> Jack, Jack, Jack's been sent to say the show's over. <laughs> Time to go. <laughs> You're running long. He's he's getting. He's like, hey, listen. I don't know what kind of weirdo you are, but you know you're strange, strange talk here, but yeah, I would stick my hand in there, and I felt something. In the sack? Well, yeah, of course. I was right. I was, I've, I've got my dog, guard dog, is watching you. He's listening I stuck my you. hand in the sack, and I felt something kind of warm and, uh, and small and uh, fuzzy. Okay, and you haven't whipped it out? I mean, pulled it out? 
the warm fuzzy. Thing. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. That I did not. No, no, no. I was scared to death, man. Now I understand why that guy, that homeless man, didn't want to uh, sleep in this thing. Hmm. So you have something. Uh... No, I, I just, I just put it away, and I said, no, 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 no. I don't know what the hell that thing is. So you have, uh, you have something that's warm and, f- well, warm and fuzzy. Well, warm. It was just, I don't know, warm. I just said that. Yeah. And let, well, let me look at the sack here. Well, it appears that um, I have my Crown Royal sack. It looks these are um, these appear to be from the land of the jesters. So mm-hmm. these are this was kind of standard issue that they would give jesters to to perform uh, various amusing things to kids and small uh, pets to entertain them when they would go to parties and stuff. I don't know what's but funny about a sack. Well, it's a pretty big sack. That's not funny. It's not funny at all. <laughs> but if you pulled out what the warm fuzzy thing in there, there would be something entertaining in there. What, what if it's like a devil or a demon? That wouldn't be funny. <laughs> that wouldn't be funny. Can you, well, should we so, do that? Yes. Usually what happens is it's supposed to, if it's the st- ones that I think this is from this area, you, you pull it out and a small cr- like creature comes at you. Oh, Oh, okay. Well, that's that's crazy. All right. Well, so all right. Well, yeah, you, let's 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 pull something out and see what happens. Well, who's gonna do it? Who, who should pull it out? All right. All right. Let's do it. All right. I'm going in. Okay. Here I go. I feel it. I got it. And what do I do? Throw it out? Yeah. Just grab yanking. it. Pull it, rank it, and throw it it's out. It's kind of shaky. Yeah. Squeeze. Can I squeeze it? Is that okay? Uh, a little bit. I, not too much, though. <laughs> not too hard of a grip. Yeah, it's like yeah, like this. I don't want to yeah. kill it. No, you won't kill it. All right, and out, out pops a baboon. A baboon. See how much fun that is. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> Everyone's fleeing. <laughs> Isn't that fun? No, that's not fun. So, Good it, job, Walter. I tossed it. It ballooned. Yes, it ballooned into a baboon. Which will obey and fight. Attack, James! <laughs> Kill that man. Well, I, now I need you to stab my, my dog, my guard dog. Yes. You hear him? How crazy wow. he is. Wow. So, yeah. So, that, okay. So. Now you have a baboon. What do I do? He's How do I get baboon. back in? Can I go back? To, yeah, you tell him to go back in. Get back in there, man. Get back in there. So, it will obey and fight for the individual brought into being until the current combat. It's got, no, apparently, it must attack somebody. <laughs> The only way to get it back in. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, so so like the baboon is like chasing. Something. It's like a barrel of baboons. Remember it, those it, barrel yeah, monkeys? Barrel monkeys. Yeah, they, yeah. So basically. All right. So my God, man, what is this thing? Well, I said it's from the the the. It's a standard issue jester uh, adventure pack, also known as a bag of tricks. Oh my God! I don't know about. It could be a lot of fun. You are right. This does sound like a, a lot of fun at a children's party. Yes, yes, that's why I thought it'd be great. Um, wow. Uh, let's say I uh, wanted to sell this thing. Oh, wow. How much could I get for this? Well, I, you know, seeing that it's so much fun to get random animals and have them attack. That was, i got to admit, that was funny. See? Um, I would say if you sold it on the open market in the auction, I would think you could fetch about 7,500 gold pieces. Wow. So how much do I insure this for? <laughs> about 7,500. What happens if it rips? 
Speaking oh. of insurance, like I guess if I like if it rips, is it like I don't think a mending spell would help you. So you want to avoid that. Because it's magic. Mending yeah. spells don't work on magic. Yeah, it doesn't work on magic. Okay. Uh, well, thank you very much. I appreciate well, it. Well, good. And I would take it in the market and just anytime someone's not, you know, when you go to the park again and you see some homeless people and you want to obviously thank them for your sack, just pull it out and see what happens. Do you have any idea what other kind of creatures might come out? As oh, my goodness. I, I would think uh, a war dog, maybe, and a badger, and... Wow. Possibly even some magical creatures, if you're so fortunate enough, depending on the bag. There's different types of bags. If I remember correctly, I think there's three different types of bags. Wow. Well, thank you. Thank you very, very much. Oh, yeah, and here, okay. So, yes, it is, you are correct. It is a bag of tricks. It is worth 15,000 gold Ooh, pieces. Oh, I was half price. Well, I was trying to get a steal. I was trying to rip you off. You are correct that there are three types, and I rolled a nine. So this is the uh, third type. You can get a jackal. Eagle, baboon, ostrich, leopard, jaguar, buffalo, or tiger. It says only one creature can be drawn forth at a time. It alone exists until it is slain or one turn has elapsed. So fortunately, the baboon is going to disappear or, or it is ordered back into the bag of tricks. Another animal may then be brought forth, but it could be another just like the one which is drawn previously. Note that only one roll is made for type of bag. What type of creature is rolled for each time one is drawn? Up to 10 creatures maximum may be drawn from the bag each week. This is a pretty awesome bag. Yes. Bag of tricks is awesome. That's right. You get, and it's fun. As long it, as it doesn't get ripped, it's a lot of fun. It is fun. i got to give a, uh, a pre-gen right. one of these. I mean, who doesn't want, like, a baboon running around, you know? Yeah, you get, go between a tiger and, a, you know, something that's crappy, you know. But overall, I think, I think the best creature is a tiger or a lion or one of those. Okay. So it's worth fifteen thousand. Yeah, I thought seventy five hundred may be a little lowest. Well, the nice thing is, I guess, even if the creature dies, then that's fine. You just get another one later, correct? Right. And really? I don't know how you destroy it. I mean, I guess a bag could, if you rip it or it gets fireballed. A tear is a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I like that. I didn't realize it was that big. Well, it says a normal sack or oh, something okay. like that, so I assumed it. I don't know. You could, did you come out of the bag of tricks? We should have said you were a dog. Yeah. Okay. This is Jack, by the way. People have seen him before. Oh, look at him. He's like, there's, there's, he loves Dan. Oh, and I love Jack. Because Jack knows I love him. No. Okay, they don't need to hear this. That's right. Well, yeah. yes. This is Big Abushi Puppy Production. All rights reserved.